Welcome into the lounge. It is an epic, epic size them up Sunday after the Ravens 37 to 31 walk off overtime win against the Los Angeles Rams. Garrett and I are here to break it all down for you. And golly, this was one of the wildest wins in MT Bank Stadium history. An instant classic, Garrett. Yeah, no doubt. You know, we. In the offseason, when you go through and you talk about like those games over the years that are some of the best, we did it. We, did, we get, did the contest. We did the whole contest looking at some of the best unforgettable games in franchise history. This one is up there. I mean, this is one of the most iconic games at MT Bank Stadium with a finish that nobody is going to forget. And credit to everybody who stuck it out in the rain. Yeah. It was not exactly ideal conditions out there for the fans. But for those who came and stuck it out to the very end in the rain, uh, they got their money's worth. Look, here's the key, okay? If there's bad weather, you want to be at <laughs> M&T Bank Stadium. The snow game won the title of, of greatest moment in M&T Bank Stadium history. Blizzard yeah. conditions out there. Snow game won. Rain today. And gosh, yeah, fans who stuck it out were treated to an unbelievable game. So that's a lesson to all of you at home. If you stayed home and are like, ah, I don't want to get wet. Do I want to break out the poncho? You missed out. Yeah, well, it's funny. Before the game, I was doing an interview on Ravens Walk with Josh Bynes, and we talked about the snow game. He mentioned that as how that was one of his most memorable moments in his career. Yeah. And so I asked the crowd how many of you were here for that game. Of course, everybody says I was there for that game. It's one of those situations where, nah. you know, history. it's one of those situations <laughs> where 10 years later, there was 150,000 people who were at that game. <laughs> and I bet it's going to be the same story about this one a decade from now, but just an incredible finish. And uh, I think you got to start the conversation with Tylen Wallace, right? Well, first of all, I, I mean, I do want to talk about what made this exactly like when you talk about what made it so wild. Obviously, Tylen Wallace with yeah. the 76-yard the punt return for a touchdown to win the game. Obviously, that's the play, right? But it goes beyond that. You know, John Harbaugh was asked after the game, is this kind of the craziest game you've ever been a part of? You know, why were the emotions so high for you? You know, he ran down after the game, jumped in the in the mob <laughs> and uh, was shouting into the camera. He was, he was living it up. And he was like, you know, I can't explain it. Well, I'll explain it. <laughs> so besides the the uh, 76 yard touchdown by Talon Wallace, nine lead changes in this game. That's the most in any game this season, right? So you had a back and forth game, which we haven't had a lot of that, you know, it, it, this season for the Ravens. It's been kind of lopsided, and then sometimes. Unfortunately, the other team came back in the fourth quarter or the Ravens, whatever, just won in a route. But you haven't had a lot of back and forth games. The only other one was another rainy game at M&T Bank Stadium that went to overtime against the Colts. And that's what also makes this so wild and special is, you know, we've seen that. I, I think some of us obviously had a pit in our stomach. Or like, are they going to get outscored again in the fourth quarter? Are they going to blow this game? Are they not going to be able to finish this game? It's It has, you know, the Ravens are, are last in the league entering this game in terms of fourth quarter scoring in, I think, the last two minutes around the league. They've been outscored there by their opponents more than any other team in the league. And so you're going into a tight game down the stretch. Are they going to be able to win it to pull that out, to get that done? That, I think is just such a relief and such an exuberant moment for Ravens fans. Yeah, well, there was kind of multiple opportunities for jubilation. One, of course, was the Zay Flowers touchdown. So you have right. the drive at the end of regulation. The Rams go down, they score, and then you're feeling basically like you're talking about. Oh, man, we've seen this story before, a fourth quarter where the you know a team comes down and gets a late touchdown and you're not able to come back and, and answer. Right. And they answer, and they march down the field 
Lamar really orchestrates a very nice drive, gets the ball spread around. I thought he was really poised in the pocket, marching the ball down the field on that drive. Gets it to Zay twice, touchdown, two point conversion. I mean, and so third you have, and eleven, that throw on third and eleven, you're backed up. You're you're backed up. That's a tough touchdown there, and, and that kind of goes to the point of what makes this win so miraculous. Is you feel like, oh man, it's not looking so great right now. And this long third down, you have that weird situation where it's like, you know, was he was he sacked? Was he not? Was this an incomplete pass? There's like the stoppage of play for like two minutes and everyone's just kind of milling about on the field. And you're like, what, what is going on right, right. now? Yeah, and then you boom. come back, answer touchdown. And then, um, so, and there's just jubilation. Yeah. Plus I think you add on to it. The Ravens kind of, they shot themselves in the foot a, a number of times in this game, right? It, it looked like some of their previous losses where you just say, man, they, they beat themselves. Right. I mean, you have Tyler Wallace, who we're going to talk about some more, you know, the hold or the offsides penalty on the punt, Gives the Rams a free first down. They march down and score a touchdown. Then you have a safety when Tyler Lindenbaum snaps the ball when Lamar Jackson isn't looking. So you give up nine free points to the Rams, and you're like, God, you know, to overcome that mm-hmm. on top of it, right? When you've shot yourself in the foot to overcome all that and still pull off a win against a very good team. I mean, Matthew Stafford played his butt off. I thought the Rams played a really good game in December to get that win put it all together and and it's a moment to remember for sure yeah I, I just on the Rams I agree with you I mean I thought to me they they look like a certainly a playoff caliber team Matthew Stafford veteran quarterback just seemed to deliver again and again in big moments Cooper Cup came up came up with big catches the rookie Puka Nakua came up with big catches like yeah. the Rams are a legitimate team and I think that like you know, early on in the season, they had their struggles, and you look at this game on the schedule, and you're like, ah, okay, this is going to be a win. Chalk this one up. And I, it became evident over the course of, you know, the last month when the Rams really turned it on. Like, this game is no walk in the park. The Rams are going to come to play in this game, and I think we saw that. Also, they've got, you know, one of the best coaches in the league in Sean McVay uh, on their side. So, I, I think all of that just made for a thrilling afternoon of football. Uh, want to read a quick email here. As always, you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. The emails are coming in, streaming in. <laughs> uh, Kai Degner, this is a good one. He said, for once, the insanity of Mink's big win <laughs> was matched by the game ending. That's true. This was a very big, <laughs> very big. big. <laughs> what are you? Oh, my gosh. You just leave it to the pros. All right? <laughs> you leave it to me. All right. So let's talk about Tyler Wallace. Uh, I mean, for a guy to go from kind of the lows of the lows, you know, with his penalty on the offsides. Uh, Can I just say something on that, though? Punt. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, he was the one that got flagged for it. But, like, half the team was offsides up front. I mean, <laughs> like, they, he was the one who was penalized for it, right. and they announced him. He was the most offsides. But there was multiple guys. When you look at the, the replay and you look at the, you know, the little next gen dots, you yep. know, the dots, the dots show, like, four guys who were offsides on that play. So I'm not really sure, like, what. What right. went into that and why the Rams? When they call your name on the loudspeaker, I understand. You're feeling pretty darn low. I know. I under definitely. And they announced it twice. And they come. They come. To, yeah, they did <laughs> announce it twice. The Rams come down, and score a touchdown. Right. Yeah, they did announce it twice. The, the in Rams case you like, missed it. In case you missed it, that one was on Tylen Wallace. Tylen, go ahead, raise your hand over there on the bench. <laughs> I mean, it was like, okay, guys, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, and, and here's a guy who's, you know, he's maybe the. 53rd player on the team, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and and you feel terrible when you when you have that. Your main your main job is on special teams, right? And and you commit a penalty along with your teammates who didn't get called for it. Right. That extends a drive and gives them a, a touchdown essentially. Now they still drove down the field on the defense, but still, you feel responsible. Yeah, yeah. To go from that 
to bumbling and stumbling your way all the way into the end zone. We need Chris Berman in here for that <laughs> call. Uh, I mean, there's not many moments like that for an NFL player to go from the GOAT, we're not talking greatest of all time, yeah. the GOAT to the hero. Yeah, well, the other thing, too, on Tyler, what makes the return so remarkable is that he's not the punt returner. Okay. Right. He Devin Duvernay is the punt returner. Exactly. And Devin Duvernay left the game with a back injury. The injury update on Devin is that it's going to be evaluated, so no update really there. But this is the first time that Tylen Wallace had ever returned a punt in an NFL game. Crazy. This in his is, third year. This is his third season in the NFL. Now he does it in practice. He's been doing it in practice through his entire career. But there's a big difference between practice and the games. Oh, not to mention... It was a driving rainstorm for much of the game. So and, much and so the that Rams, the Rams, the Rams defender, punter. punt returner, muffed it twice. Exactly. And he's their starting guy. <laughs> and so now it's like, Tylen Wallace, you get out there, you've never done it. This, the, the game's on the line. It's pouring rain. And re- honestly, the feeling, I think, from everybody, and John Harbaugh kind of said this after the game, is like, just catch it. Just catch it. If exactly. you get a couple of yards, great, but don't muff it. Oh, I, as he's bringing that, starting to bring that back, I'm saying go down. Get down. Mm-hmm. Get down. Just no turnovers here, right? Give the offense. Give Lamar the ball. They're, they just went down. They cooked at the end of regulation. Give them the ball and let's go. Now, they did go three and out in overtime. But that's what everybody's thinking in, in, in the stadium, right? For him to take it all the way back, just incredible. And, and I do want to give fans a little insight. So, huge mob in the end zone after the game. You know who the last player off the field is? Mm. Tylen Wallace. Yep. Tylen Wallace. And now he, he just kind of flopped down on the sideline bench uh, and just soaked it in. You know, I mean, you talk about career defining moments that you'll never forget, like, like Josh Bynes was talking to you about. That's one of them. Now, he did say part of it was because he was really tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not just from the return, but from the mob scene. Yeah. Uh, but that that was really cool to see him just kind of soak in that moment. And, and, and I'll tell you, too, I had to go into the locker room after the game. This was after press conferences. Yeah. And there was one guy left. You know, and yep. I think that he just, he recognized, and I chatted with Tylen briefly just about the excitement of it and you know he basically just said it's surreal you know and he, he appreciates all the, all the all the love that he's getting but i think that it's honestly one of those moments that i don't think it's hit him you know i think he's mm-hmm. you're going to get home you're going to talk to your family and you're going to sit on the couch and you're just going to watch that play over and <laughs> he's going to watch that highlight so many times today <laughs> and it's it's going to be kind of a, a feeling that i, I think it's going to take him you know a while before it really sinks in the moment you know what's pretty cool is um you know to be honest you don't like go up and interview you know, uh, gunners and stuff all that much during the season. But I just happened to talk to Tylen Wallace this week in the locker room. And interview, the interview bump? Uh, the interview bump. <laughs> the locker room interview bump. And I asked him what I wanted to know was, who's faster, you or Lamar? <laughs> <laughs> and it was a simple question, right? And he was like, you know, uh, being the competitor that I am, you know, you always want to say yourself, mm-hmm. right? And he's like, ah, but, I, you know, it'd be tight, but like, He's like, I legitimately think I'd be like a little bit faster than Lamar, and at times, just straight sprint, right? Well, it sounds, it sounds like the debate that we had is what prompted this discussion. That, that's correct. Line. Okay, that that is correct. <laughs> we had a debate in the lounge this week about whether Lamar's faster, like. How is he the fastest guy on the team? How many guys are faster than Lamar, right. basically? And I, and and I said, I think he's still faster than some of the wide receivers on the team. Yeah, and yeah. I said. He's probably faster than Tylen. Right. Not to sing Tylen out. I'm sorry, Tylen. Apologies. <laughs> but I was like, I think he's faster than Tylen. Yeah. He's not faster than Zay. I don't think he's faster than OBJ. Nelson's yeah. a burner. Yeah. Duvernay's a track guy. Like, you got some fast dudes. Yeah. Tylen, among the wide receivers, Tylen will probably not be 
the fastest. And then he heard that, and he and said then, he was he was motivated. So, he was driven I, by so that. I went to him. I said, "Who's? I'm just gonna ask you straight up. Are you fast as Lamar?" And he's like, "I think I'd beat him, but it'd be close, right?" And of course, in the locker room, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, of course you got him. You got him." You got him. And so I went up to him after the game here today, uh, after he had done you know all of his interviews, and I said. Hey, man, you showed me how fast you are. I was like, there it is. He's a blazer. Tyler Wallace, he showed me. Yeah. Uh, so big. it's just a great moment. You, you, you're so happy for guys like that, especially guys who haven't gotten a lot of opportunities, you know, on offense. You know, he's a fourth-round pick, hasn't gotten a lot of uh, many shots on offense. You know, he's kind of become a special teams guy, and maybe he eventually breaks out of that. But to have that moment after what he's gone through in his career – it's special. Yeah, I mean, just on Tylen, you, when you go back in his even in college, I mean, this is a guy that had serious knee injuries. Like he's overcome a lot mm-hmm. to get to this point, and he hasn't his his NFL career hasn't really blossomed. And to have this moment in this game, I just think is speaks to the work behind the scenes and kind of not giving up when you know you're not getting the opportunities that you want and I think that that John Harbaugh and Tyler kind of talked about that after the game and you could just tell the significance of this to him so certainly maybe, a happy moment for him maybe part of it is he got his he he uh it's just good juju right so he bought his mom a brand new Mercedes-Benz during the bye week he'd been waiting for a long time to buy his mom who was a single parent he has five kids including Tylen has a twin mm-hmm. and he's been waiting a long time to buy her a car and so over the bye, he finally made it happen. Uh, bought her a, a brand new Mercedes Benz white one. Oh, it's a nice one, nice <laughs> one. Uh, and so there you go. You put good energy into the world. No good deed goes unrewarded. You're, you're, well, you're, I don't you're, know. You're screwing that up. But. I don't know, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Good for him. I'm sure his mom is uh, smiling ear to ear right now. For sure. So, you know, I also want to talk about. Obviously, it was just a big moment overall for the offense. It, it, the The drive that we talked about earlier, ending with the touchdown pass from Lamar to Zay, kind of gets you kind of lose sight of that because of the finish. But what an incredible statement drive for this offense! When on a day when the defense didn't really have its fastball, the offense picks up the slack and goes down the field for that touchdown. Yeah, I mean, when you when you score that touchdown in that situation on on a game like today, I think that that was a you know, that's why you paid Lamar Jackson. That's why the Ravens gave Lamar Jackson the big contract this offseason. That's why you go get all these new weapons. And that you and then you're looking for somebody to come up with a big play, and then it's your rookie first round pick. Like all those things kind of worked in tandem, and you're you need someone to make the game winning play. And Zay Flowers made it, and then and Lamar Jackson delivered a great pass on that one and a great pass on the two point conversion. And then again, just orchestrated that drive. I, I and, and to put up 37 points, I know obviously six of them were, were special teams, but to put up 37 points on this kind of game, on this kind of weather. Yeah. I agree with you. It is a statement from the offense. It was not the game that anybody I think expected. I, I thought it, Considering yeah. the rain, it would probably be a lower scoring affair. You have the Ravens defense, which has been you know the best in the league, and you look at it and it's thirty seven, thirty one in overtime. Yeah. Lamar Jackson. I don't want to hear any anybody talking about Lamar Jackson not playing well in the rain. Twenty four of forty three for three sixteen, three touchdowns and one interception. I thought, and then he also, by the way, ran eleven times for seventy yards. And also in in the second half when the Ravens. They like it became clear this is going to be a dogfight to the end. I thought Lamar put the game on his shoulders a little bit and, yep. and was like, you know what? I'm going to tuck and run it sometimes. I'm, I'm going to, I've been, he's been cautious this year. I would say more so in past years. But when the game was on the line, it, it kind of felt to me like Lamar went into playoff mode a little bit and was like, all right, you know what? We need this game. Yep. 
I'm not afraid to run it and tuck and run for eight yards and take a tough hit at the end. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's got to be careful not to go into that mode, quite frankly. You Mm -hmm. know, like that's that's I don't I don't want him to go back to Lamar ball. Right. Like like we've seen that. And at times it doesn't work out. Right. And I want him to continue to operate the offense at a high level, distribute the ball. And I thought he did that on that drive. You yeah. know, like, yes, there were some scramble moments and credit to the offensive line. I thought there were some moments where Lamar just had all day long and then ended up making a play with his feet. And yeah. that's credit to the offensive line and to Lamar. But to me, you know, to, to, to orchestrate that drive really mostly with his arm. Yeah, you know, the throw to Odell, getting it started with the Justice Hill check down, like let's pick up a first down here, let's get rolling a little bit, and then the throw to Zay with Aaron Donald in his face was a special throw. I saw it was a total package. I thought he did it with his arm, he did it with his legs, he spread the ball around, he delivered the ball with accuracy in big moments, he took the right read when the times presented itself, whether that was a check down to Justice. I just thought it was the total package from Lamar, and we saw him wheeling and dealing at the right time in big moments. One thing that I did, certainly didn't expect was all the shots the Ravens took down the field. You know, this has not necessarily been a an offense that's been hitting a lot of big plays. Um, you know, some off broken plays and whatnot, but they were they were taking some shots. That seemed that seems to me like like the bye week focus. It certainly, it certainly might have been, but I thought with the rain, whatever, whatever you, I just you that hole for a week. week and yeah. it's pouring outside. Like I was thinking, as a lot of us were, gas up the Gus bus. Here mm-hmm. we go, Gus six for fifteen. Yeah, right. It, what Keaton Mitchell nine carries, right for fifty four yards. Like it was not a ground and pound game by any stretch of the imagination. The Ravens hit the fifty four yard touchdown uh, to Isaiah Likely. You know, wide open. I can't wait to watch that one on film and see how the heck that one happened. But kudos to. Todd Monk and whoever schemed that up. And and that was actually a, a really cool moment in the stadium, too. Just to give you fans that sat at home and didn't come out <laughs> another reason here. It, it was really neat because Isaiah likely breaks it op- wide open up the left sideline. And you hear, like, the whole stadium go, like, ah, like, he's open. Yeah. Right? Like, right before Lamar throws the ball. And then it just... It was just neat because it felt like we were all in that moment and like we were like helping Lamar, right? <laughs> Not myself because I can't shout that in the press box, although I do admit to a standing fist bump at the end on Tyler Wallace's, Wallace's touchdown. <laughs> yeah. I do admit to that. Got a little carried away. Yeah, Didn't I, shout. I don't think the press box is probably uh, super. I don't think it was a library in the press box on that play. No, I think I wasn't alone on that one. But um, that was a, a neat moment. And then the, the big play to OBJ, 46 yard touchdown to OBJ, right? So, like, hit some big plays on offense, which I think when you look ahead, they're going to need more of that for this offense to reach its potential. Well, they, not just they, they hit those two, they also took some more. Yeah. Um, obviously, the interception was a deep shot to Bateman. Yep. But they took the deep shot. They had another deep shot to Bateman where he kind of slowed down mid-route and then yeah. sped back up and wasn't able to get under it. That was yeah. another one. Those are two deep shots to Bateman. I think there was one. There was also one to Odell in overtime yep. that they didn't yep. connect on. So I, I thought that pushing the ball down the field was a clear point of emphasis for Lamar and Todd Munkin and this offense. Also, a little interesting note on Odell, who is heating up. And, and this is kind of like I feel like I've said this many times on this podcast. is like he is here to make big catches in December, January, and hopefully February. And he just is getting healthy and right at the right time. And he is a difference maker for this offense right mm-hmm. now, which is that's why they got him here. And that's why they gave him all this money during the offseason. Four catches for 97 yards and a touchdown against his former Rams team that he won a Super Bowl with. Yep. Wore the uh, frenemies hoodie before yeah. the game and said this week that he wanted to uh, kind of get 
get back at, at the Rams or not get back at the Rams. What was it he said? Uh, yeah, payback. He wanted to get a little payback. Uh, on, on this side, on the last time they played, he delivered the big touchdown. For the Rams. For the Rams. Game. So he wanted to return the favor. Return the favor. That's yeah. what it was. But yes. it was just, I, I got sidetracked. He His 46-yard his touchdown, he actually said that he ran the wrong route on that play. Yeah. But then was able to adjust, you know, made a nice adjustment, made a couple of nice adjustments. It felt like every time the, the ball was in the air, was, he was like spinning around out there. Right, the first one was an adjustment, one-handed catch. That was arguably his best catch of the year. Yeah. To open the game. Um, so a great game from OBJ, who, by the way, his post-game look, it, it, you know, I know this is a podcast, but if you get a chance, go check out OBJ's post-game outfit in the locker room. You can, watch the, you can watch the the, the the presser scrum on YouTube or our website. Exactly. He had the, the Super Bowl ring on a chain around his neck. He had, do you have that jacket that he had? <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it, but it was amazing. Yeah, he had the jacket, the shades, the hat, the jewelry. He had it all going oh, on. Oh, he was, he had it popping. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the Ravens defense that had an uncharacteristically tough get day against a good Rams offense. Are right, you listening to the Lounge Podcast? And we're coming to you from the SeatGeek studio. Also, we want to give a shout out to our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, which is an official sports betting partner of the Baltimore Ravens. They've got a limited time offer that you don't want to miss. Here's what you need to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use the promo code FLOCK. If you're a new customer, you can get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Again, the promo code is FLOCK only at DraftKings. You need to be at least 21 and physically present in Maryland to play. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. So the Ravens defense, you give up 31 points to the Rams. And, and I do think that, like we said at the top, Matthew Stafford played, played a game made some throws but this was not the kind of performance that we expected first of all you come out and and the rams on their opening drive run 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 i mean they're running down the ravens throats Mm -hmm. nine straight runs to open the game for the ravens they they had a trouble stopping kyron williams to begin this game he finished with 25 carries for a buck 14 that's a pretty that's pretty healthy uh output by an opposing running back against this defense yeah i thought the defense didn't have its best day i mean i think that you know even just opening the game you know, they, they marched down the field, right? And yeah. so then I, I do think the defense kind of found itself after the second half. I mean, they got a couple of three and outs, and they and they play well in the second half. Yeah. But they were giving up too much on the ground, um, especially early in the game. I mean, in the first half, Kyron Williams, in the first half, he's got 14 carries for 71 yards. Those aren't the kind of numbers that you're used to seeing the Ravens allow on the ground to a running back. And so they were giving up too much there yeah it, the game really to be honest like in a lot of ways just didn't follow the script that i expected it to play i did not expect the rams to have that kind of success on the ground i expected them to more spread the ball out to, to cooper cup and puka nakua yeah both of those guys you know had pretty nice days but i did not expect Kyron williams to have that type of success on the ground and i think that the defense there's been some games this year where they've just allowed too much on the ground a little too much leakage and today was one of those days. I think they've got to get that cleaned up. Now, I, I did think that Justin Matabike's explanation, a lot of it was on the opening drive. And uh, Justin Matabike, after the game, explained that really they, were kind of, they weren't really getting off their blocks quick enough. They were kind of you know trying to create the wall uh, up front and not really trying to shed those blockers. Um, and, and once they got back to the sideline, their defensive coaches explains to them like they are trying to get you to do that. Basically, like you need to shed and, and get off those quicker in order to engage against the tackle. I, I'm their run defense expert, but it's certainly they made the change and it definitely improved after that opening drive. I will say that. Uh-huh. And like you said, to begin the second half, Ravens, you know, 
four, the, the Rams drives four yards, 18 yards, 28 yards, two yards, four straight punts to yep. start the, the second half for the Rams. So definitely tightened down, but you know, end of the game situation, the Ravens go down, score the touchdown to Zay Flowers. They're up now after the two point conversion, they're up three and you're, you're feeling pretty good a minute and change left. And the Rams just go down the field. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, that, that was a surprising thing there. That yeah, that was that was t- tricky. I mean, you have 19 yards given up, 34 yards uh, on the deep pass against Marlon Humphrey with Cooper Cup. I mean, it was a little too easy going back the other way for the Ravens defense. As much as I'm sure everybody, you're savoring the win, right? Everybody loves the win. I'm sure the defense is coming out of this one a little angry with itself. Yeah, I think they probably are. I mean, this defense has expectations of being one of the best in the league. Like they've made that clear. Roquan Smith has said that many times. Patrick Queen has, and so. To allow the Rams to march down to get the touchdown late and then also get the field goal after the the Ravens score the go-ahead touchdown, that's just not what you're used to seeing you know, from this defense or not what you expect to see from this defense that prides itself on being one of the best in the game. And mm-hmm. so those are things that you, know, you, you really can't allow to happen because – that has hurt them at times this year. Could have hurt them today. Fortunately, it didn't. Yep. You know, this is a size them up Sunday, so we're not going to harp too much on that negative. Yep. But I do think that this defense is going to be looking at itself and saying, we shouldn't be giving up 31 points. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, they kind of get a, a little bit lucky near the end of the game. Some Rams drops, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the rain. Uh, Matt Staff- Matthew Stafford's throwing some sidearm ones, dropped overtime. They had a short pass to Kyron Williams that went incomplete, um, you know, I, I, I do think that the Ravens defense, this was, this was a tough game. And let's not forget Kyle Hamilton went out, yeah. you know, in the second half of this game and that, that hurt, that changes this defense. I mean, we have been sitting here talking about it. He's one of the best handful of players on this defense. I mean, you can make a case that he's been the Ravens best defender this year. Yeah. I mean, so losing him to a knee injury now, just for fans at home, John Harbaugh did say he has no update on him. He's going to be evaluated. Like you already pointed out the, it doesn't seem to be that serious considering Kyle went down. There was a non-contact injury. He got back up, went to the locker room, returned to the game, played a little while longer, right? And then in the third quarter, went back to the bench and they ultimately ruled him out. To me, that says he went back in the game and it wasn't feeling great, obviously. Yeah. Well, but it wasn't like some kind of major injury where he was just done. Yeah, well, also the other thing too, I mean, you never know exactly how much to make of these things, but he was out on the field celebrating at the end. You know, so mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like it's not like he was on crutches, not unable to be on the field. Right. Now, so I don't take from that what you want, but I thought it was at least a good sign that he was on his feet walking around yeah. out there. So, yeah, I mean – Kyle Hamilton has been one of the best players on this team. You want him out there. He's having a Pro Bowl season. He's been a difference maker. I do think that when he went out, honestly, when he came back in the game, he didn't totally look right to me. He seemed to be mm-hmm. a step slower and just seemed to be a little bit off. And yep. so, and then obviously he, he ended up being done. So hopefully this is not something that's going to linger because the Ravens need him on this defense. Yeah, Arthur Millette replaced him and it made some plays and some plays that he'd rather have back. Um, and, you know, we'll have to see, keep your fingers crossed about him. Devin DuVernay also with the back injury, we'll get an evaluation of him on him probably tomorrow from John Harbaugh. So a special win for the Ravens. The pressure's still on though. You moved to 10 yeah. and three for Baltimore, but Cincinnati won. Uh, they're seven and six. So still in the hunt. Cleveland won. They beat the Jags. Uh, so they're also still now two wins behind the Ravens. They climbed to eight wins on the season. So uh, it's not over in the AFC North race. The Ravens still have a tough schedule left. Jacksonville next week. Trevor Lawrence played today. So he's going to play for the Jags next week, presumably. Uh, And then following that, you have the 49ers, the Dolphins, and finish with the Steelers. So 
the Ravens, this was this was a huge win to get. If they had dropped this one, it gets real tight, and you start looking at that schedule saying, oh, is there any, like, do they not win the division? Right. right? When you had a 90-some percent chance of winning the division going into the day. So to finish this off, stay ahead of the pack a little bit, have a little breathing room is, is really big because it doesn't get easier from here. No, not at all. And honestly, Joe Flacco looks pretty good for the Browns. I mean, he's been playing well the last two games, and so I, I don't think that they're going anywhere. And, you know, this was the game over the next four that you felt like this is the easiest one. You know, it wasn't easy, but when you look at it and you got Jacksonville, San Francisco, and then Miami, you're like, you better win this one to your point. And and the Ravens won it. Now it was was down to the wire, but they won it. And so... Um, now they're going to head to Jacksonville this week to face a team that's that's hungry. Jacksonville's coming off two straight losses, so they're going to be looking to get back in the win column. So, but what we can talk about that this is a you know this is a twenty four hour rule. We haven't passed this twenty four hours uh, yet. You got to soak this one up. Yeah, enjoy it. Uh, we'll be back this week. We're going to have a player guest, so uh, we're going to enjoy this one for a little bit. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back to you th- with you this week. <laughs>